Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Okay, so thanks for joining iSmart Podcast. On the show today, we have Ashley Crowder. She is the co-founder and CEO of Ventana, in which has 14 patents in the mixed reality space. She's a speaker at TEDx, uh, South by Southwest, and Augmented World Expo, named USC's leading engineering CEOs, and is considered an expert in the spatial computing space. Pretty amazing to have Ashley on the show today because we have a lot to talk about. Ashley, thanks so much. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's great. Uh, so I know that the virtual reality space, the spatial computing space, all this is just exploding virtual you know, events. There's a lot that we can talk about. So uh, I'm sure our audience is going to be really intrigued in listening. Uh, but where did you originally grow up, Ashley? Um, I grew up in Virginia, right outside DC. Cool. And did you, uh, were your parents like entrepreneurs or like in business at all? Yeah. Um, my dad, uh, was an electrician who decided to start his own company, uh, when I was in first grade. Um, I got to watch that it grew from, you know, three people to over a hundred and, you know, early on in first grade, I'd ride around in the truck to job sites on the weekends, which is why I think I, I always loved engineering and decided to pick that. Um, so definitely learned a lot from him, but, uh, but I will say my mom is where I learned my negotiation. Like she would negotiate in Macy's even like (laughs) (laughs) trying to get that best deal, you know, (laughs) always, I got a lot of that from her. So I love it. Cool. So, so that was, so you kind of worked in the family business, learned a lot about, you know, uh, just all that electricians do, you know, there's a lot that your dad probably taught you about electronics that most people at a really young age don't understand. So that's really cool. Uh, what did you go to, what did you go to school at? Yeah. So, um, I ended up at USC. Uh, I actually, you know, my, my dad hadn't gone to college and, um, my mom went to high school in Spain. So I was asking like friends, parents who had like gone through like the U S like application process. And one of my friends, dads is like, you should put engineering. We don't have enough women engineers. Like it'll probably help you. And I was like, okay. So I did that. And then I got into USC engineering and, um, you know, got some scholarships and they're like, it's actually harder. Like you should try it. You might like it. And I loved it. Like the first class we got to build a robot, um, that raced people and mine won. So I was like old at that point. And I didn't have to take many English classes. So it was great. (laughs) Yeah. I was the same. Like I'm, I'm a automotive engineering and I just, they put me in some English classes. I was like, uh, yeah no thank you yeah i'm not i'm not into this like i hire people to do the writing for me (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh okay so that's that's really cool did you what was your first kind of like um maybe like business exposure entrepreneur exposure through the process like some people you know they're like oh you know i I hustled candy you know when i was like in second grade you know (laughs) 
you know, or, or, yeah. or they sold lemonade. What, did you have any of those experiences like for college or before? For sure. I always had something going on. I was trying to sell granola bars on the bike trail with my sisters, you know, my dad would make us pay him back for cost of goods sold. So we learned that. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get your first investor was your dad. It's a, it's yeah. a great first investor, you know. With granola bars, yeah. Um, but yeah, always. And and I actually met my co-founder. Um, so you know, engineering school there, at, at the time there was not a lot of like entrepreneur business classes as part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my co-founder majored in business entrepreneurship at USC. And uh Weirdly enough, we didn't know each other in school, but we both were importing glasses from China and reselling them for extra money. And our mutual friends were like, you two need to meet each other because who does that for fun? Yeah. Um, that's how that's how we met. So obviously- hey, You're weird to- like this other person. You guys should connect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, so I met Ben and we, you know, we're constantly, you know, throwing business ideas back and forth, um, and landed, you know, on, on Ventana. And when we first started the company eight years ago, you know, web couldn't support 3d phones, weren't capable of AR yet. So we started with location-based, you know, hologram experiences for brands, whether that was at Comic-Con or South by Southwest or in retail stores. Um, and we built a profitable business doing that. But in the process, we realized there's this core problem with 3D models. Like you needed, everyone wanted holograms or 3D visuals of their products and no one had the right 3D files. So over the years, we ended up writing a lot of software to help solve that problem. And about two years ago is when we saw, hey, you know, web can now support 3D. This makes sense for e-commerce. Phones across most people's phones can now handle great AR experiences. We have this huge opportunity to license our software for people to use across all of these different platforms, not just these location-based mm-hmm. uh, experiences. And so that's kind of the really quick story of where we ended up today. <laughs> yeah, that's super fast. I did want to kind of go back and did you have any companies that you worked for in the process to learn this or was it just, you know, I'm in college and I'm partnering with this other person and we're just like kind of building this thing out. Was there any other exposure? I mean, I see that you've worked with a lot of very, very large companies now, but was there anything like that in the beginning? Um, I, we learned most things the hard way, I guess, but you do. So uh, you're mostly self-taught in the process. Yeah. I mean, we, we got exposed to, um, ICT, which is a partnership between the military and USC engineering school where they fund research in 3d AR VR. We got exposed there, which was amazing. Talked with, um, professors. I actually, right after school, I went and worked, um, for an oil refinery for a couple of years because I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. I wanted to save money. Um, that was a big learning experience for sure. Uh, what was the big learning experience there? Just like I never want to work for another company again. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't quite, it just wasn't my passion, right? I, I wanted yeah. to do this other thing. And at the time, you know, eight, nine years ago, there weren't really jobs in 3D AR VR. Yeah. It, it, we kind of were all making it up, you know? Yeah, you just so. really enjoyed it. I mean, there wasn't a ton of money because the, you know, like the, the platform, the pipeline wasn't there for the amount of data that was needed to be able to produce like good quality 3D products, like on a large scale. So it was like, you were kind of like a little bit ahead of the times when it, as far as your passion goes. So you yeah. stuck with it for years, like without really any major progress, you know? And then when do you, when do you think it really started to scale up and started to get some r- real traction? Yeah. I mean, I'd say, um, 2016, 2017, we were doing tons of hologram events. Um, you know, 
for Viacom and Adidas and MTV and, and everyone because it, it really was such a great way to engage people. Um, and that's when we really saw this other problem of the 3D assets and really honed in on that um, and started, started fixing that problem. And I'd really say over the past two years has been this explosion that was only expedited by COVID, right? I mean, McKinsey's study says we've been launched five years in the digital future because of how much technology people have been forced yeah. to adopt over this period of, of time. Yeah. Um, you know, every retailer became a D to C company overnight and they can only sell on digital channels. Well, 2D isn't really cutting it. Um, having a 3D version of your product has proven to double conversion rates, like doubling sales. Everyone should be doing this, right? Everyone, everyone yeah. should be doing this. That's amazing. So your first initial start was you know, doing these events, you started working with these large companies like Adidas and, and, and then, and then you got introduced to these other events and then they wanted you to speak at the events in that process of speaking at the events, your exposure like was increased by a lot. Right. And then, so the other entrepreneurs, other companies were reaching out to you saying, Hey, we want to integrate this into our company. And that kind of really just like scaled it and continued to grow it. And then you probably, you, you, did you acquire additional funding to continue to produce at that point? Or was like just the revenue good enough where you could just continue to scale just like as is? Yeah, we raised um, a round of seed funding, kind of like we bootstrapped for a while, raised some seed funding, were able to run the company profitably for three years. Um, and then we raised another round of funding when we said, you know what, this software is really valuable. We should grow, we should focus and grow on this. And we made that decision and officially launched it in February of this year. And then COVID happened, which was like, just <laughs> what? that's like the most perfect timing in the universe. Okay, actually. Honestly, like you cannot plan that. Like this is, I have this question like often that I do on the show and I ask if people are aliens or if they're <laughs> in the future, because sometimes their timing is so impeccable. I'm like, like, who are you? <laughs> I had someone up there looking out for us. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think, you know, it, it, it really is constantly listening to clients. So, yeah. you know, at first, like every time I was like, well, I want to create the content. I want to create this. And, and that was always difficult because, you know, as, as experts in a field, you're like, well, I know what looks best. Just like if, if you're used to taking photographs, but you don't make videos, you don't know really what might work well in a video. But we finally were like, wait a second, if everyone wants to do this themselves, how can we let them do it themselves? How can we, how, you know, and, and it was listening to the problems they, they had. Um, and so that, that is really what's so key of like, listen to the problems your clients are really having and solve that, not what you think they want. Yeah, customer focus and then, you know, changing the things that are necessary to, you know, create that emotion of, oh, they care about me and they, they, they know what I want. And it, I always say we, we don't sell uh, products, we sell feelings, you know, so yeah. if it feels like, you know, they're getting what they want, then you're successful. But the minute that they stop feeling that the minute that you're not successful, it's really, really interesting. Um, what, so this, so, okay, so we have 2016, 2017, a lot of events, and then seed round of funding, and then 2018, 2019 started to build up this platform, you launched it in February. And so tell me more about this specific platform that you guys are now offering um, to people. Yeah, so um, it's really the world's first 3D content management system um, that really allows people to collaborate with a global team. So, you know, the example I gave that seems to resonate with people, like if, if you're asking people to create 3D products, but you're not a 3D artist, you don't have the software to even open that 3D model. So what they were doing was they were taking 
six images and sending a PowerPoint for you to go look at this 3D model and 2D, give feedback. It was this like terrible cycle. And then on top of that, like there's hundreds of 3D file types and formats and you need specific ones for web and for AR. And so 3D artists were like remaking and remaking all these different file types and sizes. And so what our system does is automates all that. So we wrote some really smart algorithms to be able to take your initial 3D design and we automatically optimize, convert it, create a shareable link. So it's ready to go on the web with built-in AR. You can share that with anyone. They can make comments, you know. So, so it's a great collaboration tool and just cuts out tons of time. Um, I mean, with, with Adidas, one of the engineers was like, this took a different vendor six weeks. We just used your software and did it in an hour. Yeah, so essentially that's amazing. So so really I let's say I had a shoe that I wanted to feature. You know, we could take this shoe, go work through your platform, and then within an hour have a 3D rendered model of the shoe that I could place online on my Shopify store or anything like that. Uh and it's like it's good to go. You just having like a URL link and you could just attach this link within like a 3D, you know, compatible e-commerce website, which are, are all of them compatible with this kind of stuff now? A lot. So um, Shopify is definitely at the forefront. You know, they have their own web view, 3D web viewer, and, and we are compatible with that. We have a Shopify integration, so we're partners with them. Um, we also are partnered with SAP Commerce Cloud. They do like some of the really big companies, e-commerce sites, and also Adobe Commerce Cloud, which like used to be Magento. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, our whole goal was to make it really easy to distribute this everywhere. And then we also work with the ad platforms. So like Google, like you can advertise in 3D today on Google, which That's people awesome. don't realize that. It's awesome. Okay. Um, it requires a specific file type to do it, but we can help you get that. And then same with like Facebook and Instagram filters, um, using Spark AR, Snapchat. Um, you know, you can, it's not just your e-commerce site, but that's a great place to start. But if you invest in a 3D strategy, you can use this, you know, across the board and you can get rid of photo shoots. If, if you get Ikea's kitchen catalog in the mail, not a single photo is taken. That is all done with 3D renders. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, super cool. One of the questions that I have is because we have a lot of Amazon kind of e-commerce individuals. Do you, and I haven't seen any kind of or very rare seen 3D uh, rendering in Amazon. Uh, what are your what's your thought on that? Yeah, I mean, I know Amazon has the 360 view, which um, I always like explaining that because it is different than 3D. Like 360 is a 2D video of a product rotating around 360. Yeah. Um, which is kind of great. But, and then the next step would be 3D. I know Amazon's working on it. Um, we are targeting other players before we go to the giant Amazon. Okay. Yeah, it is oh. the going to the giant, really. Yeah. Guys. And there's plenty of individuals that are, you know, working on building their e-commerce stores a, a separate from Amazon. I feel like some of the smartest people out there, they're not working with Amazon, you know, because they don't have any control over their company when they're all of their revenue is, you know, given to this huge giant, they can basically like flick their finger and they could be left for in the dust and all their years of hard work go down the drain. So it's yeah. definitely smart to work with these, these, um, these other companies. Uh, fantastic. So, so, so really, let's say, you know, with my e-commerce store, you know, I don't have one, but let's say I have one, uh, and I wanted to utilize Ventana 
would I pay like a monthly subscription to be able to, you know, have these rendered URLs and then I would have to keep paying these things or it was like a one-time consulting fee of some sort? Yeah, so we are a software. So it is a licensing fee, either monthly or yearly. Um, typically we are working with larger companies. So it's, it's we're working with apparel or footwear brands who actually design and manufacture their products um, because we work with those initial design files all the way to the end. Um, so, you know, usually it's companies doing over 50 million in revenue generally is, is kind of what that is. Basically, if you design using browseware, Clo, or if you're 3D scanning your products, that's where we fit in. Okay, perfect. Uh, and then like, what would you say is you do just charge per product that is kind of, um, produced like on the platform? Uh, or is this like a flat rate fee? Uh, um, yeah, so we're actually charging um, based on seats. So however many licenses you want. So we, we've we decided to stop charging based on products because we want you to use it for all your products. It's like the value, right? So uh, instead, we have different tiers based on however many seats that you need. Seats meaning? Meaning like, licenses. Like, do you need 15 people to be able to log in or do you need 20 okay. people to be able to log in? Okay, yeah. perfect. Okay, great. Nice. Um, very rad. I uh, sounds like there's really some, some amazing things that are, you guys are doing during the pandemic, you guys launched in February, this whole structure and everything was good to go by then. And then now it's September. So it's about seven months down the road. What have you, what have you guys seen as far as the, in that transition, uh, for the seven months? Yeah, it's been exciting. We've grown an average of 18% month over month, Love it. um, which is exciting. I mean, every, Every brand, if anything, they are investing in digital because it's the only channel right now. Um, and, and even before COVID, they saw this transition coming. I mean, we went to the PI Apparel Conference in February uh, and you know, 3D was the main topic there, not only for um, because it increases sales, but also reduces waste. Like think about getting rid of the need to prototype because you have digital prototypes. Um, so this is already coming and, and COVID has really just sped that up. Yeah, definitely. I think almost uh, my business, almost all my businesses have been online, but then have some in-person service um, kind of uh, points on it. Uh, you know, so many businesses have really just had to go 100% all in online. Uh, and so it's really interesting uh, to see. I don't even go to malls or anything like that at all. Anyway, I do almost all my shopping online. So it makes sense yeah. that, you know, this is kind of the space to go. Where do you see the future here instead of e-commerce or you know, Walmart, Sears, like Target, all these other stores. Do you see them like having a store that people still go to? Or do you think everything's just be online and things come right to their door? They're going to be creating that kind of Amazon model and utilizing these 3D images and just getting more and more advanced. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think there's always going to be some stores, especially Walmart. I mean, if there there's, you forget you need something and you need it in an hour, right? You're going to want to be able to walk into a store and get that. But we know e-commerce is going to continue to be bigger and bigger and to keep up like 3d is going to become table stakes just like having a picture and a video is today on your e-commerce site in the next three to five years like you better have 3d um because it's going to become the standard and then kind of also around that time frame where i get really excited is esports like esports and gaming has also taken off you know it was already getting big pre-covid covid is just kind of expedited that curve and just like we had product placement in movies 
there should be product placements in games and esports and that sponsorship that's a, that's in traditional sports. And if you have 3D versions of products, you can do that. Right. So like the places that the, these 3D models can be is just going to keep growing. Like I always say, like Travis Scott, that concert, like millions of people attended in Fortnite. Like what if he was wearing the Adidas shoes I was just looking at online, right? Like you could do that. It, it becomes really interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lot of lot of lot of different uh, areas you can expand into on it. What kind of most one thing that pops up in my mind the most when it comes to what's going on with COVID and and this whole transition into more of a virtual space is this multi billion dollar industry that's literally been shut off, which is like the networking and the event space and all that stuff, um, and more going into like the augmented reality. You know, the Oculus Two just came out. Um, that's been really good. I, I, there's lots of different versions of augmented reality that's kind of been um, implemented and they're, they're kind of working in it. There's so many applications of it now. Uh, do you guys work with that at all? Or if you have a, what are your thoughts on going into augmented reality and VR? Yeah, so right now we're very focused on 3D web and augmented reality just because we know that's here today and, and that can grow really fast. Um, we're helping create the GLTF or GLB files, which can also be used in things like HoloLens and, and virtual reality. Mm -hmm. So yes, we're going there. It's just, it's not our focus right now, just because we feel like there's still not enough people there yet. Like let's, let's step one, let's get this on your e-commerce right. site, let's get you using this as um, your line reviews and, and being able to use as a digital showroom. And then we'll kind of, you know, we'll keep going. So yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely important. We're probably, I think we're at least a year or two out before it uh, really starts to like take some heavy, uh, heavy mass control. Uh, but with the amount of technology that's coming out with like augmented reality and being able to just kind of like transport stuff inside of your like like right with glasses or anything like that, um, being able to pull up like some kind of shoe and just throw it up in the air and then just like spin it around with your finger and see if you want to buy it and just like swipe right with your hand and then boom, it's bought. I mean, either with, even with VR, that's like such a huge, powerful thing. I mean, well, including looking at your body, you know, imagine looking in the mirror, having a pair of goggles on and then seeing the outfit that you're looking at online on your body. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait till Apple finally releases whatever. <laughs> what's with Apple's, Apple's glasses? Do you have some key insights on this? Because I want to hear what's going on. <laughs> I, I know nothing except that I want them whenever they're ready. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah the Apple glasses, I think you're going to be fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have a lot of different e-commerce brands that are that, that listen to the show that are different guests. Uh, and I'm sure they want to start to integrate these things into their platforms or in their customers' platforms, right? Uh, because like you said, it, it can double the sales, you know, uh, just because a customer can have some a lot of clarity on the product that they're buying. So what is it kind of like the onboarding process that you do with uh, new companies? Yeah, so generally we start with, you know, what are you designing in today? Is it clothes, is it browsers, is it another software? And, and we, we get, we say, send us a few sample files. We'll run it through our software and get you set up and, and um, show you how it all works. And then we usually outline, you know, what are the goals? What are you looking to achieve with this? And then we'll set up kind of a month trial. And, and hope we meet those goals. And if we do, then we kind of sign you up for a license. Um, those are general, those larger clients who are designing in 3D today. 
Um, if you are a smaller company and you're not, um, but you have things like shoes or accessories, we do have a 3D scanning partner program. So um, we can help you get 3D scans of your products. Uh, and then that can also use our software and kind of go the same same route. So cool. And then would they just like go on your website? Is it Ventana.com or? Yeah, so you would um, log into our platform to have access. So you have would have your own login, uh, your company, whatever, however many products you have. Uh, and then from there, you can embed that iframe on your website. So we, we kind of explain we're, we're a lot like what Vimeo did for video. Like Vimeo made it very easy to manage and share videos. Uh, that's what we're doing for 3D. Cool. Love it. Awesome, Ashley. How do they get a hold of you if they want to if they want to get a hold of you for for anything or just get answered some questions about their company? Yeah. So um, info at ventana.com is great. And then on social media, you can just find me on LinkedIn. I'm Ashley Crowder. Uh, and all of our social uh, is Ventana Live. So Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, and just so um, for the listeners out there, it's V N T A N A. So uh, yeah, definitely check it out. You know, if, if uh, you don't have 3D imaging or rendering inside your site, uh, it sounds like a powerful thing you can easily integrate uh, and start to produce some better results. So thank you so much, Ashley. I really appreciate you being on the show today and uh, have a good one. Hopefully we'll have you on the show later on this next year and we can talk about some AR, some VR, some kind of like the event space because I'm sure you're going to probably expand that as well. That sounds great. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the iSmart Podcast Show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? We'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up? In your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart Podcast.